For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Lift us, lift up those hands and say, Precious Holy Spirit, I am ready. Come on. Just lift those hands and say, I am ready. Touch me where I need to be touched. Speak to me where I need. Give me the word that I need for this day. I am here to receive. Just lift up those hands as the Holy Spirit. I'm ready. Feel me. Any place I'm empty, fill me this morning. Any place I need strength, strengthen me this morning. I'm ready to receive. That's your prayer. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to receive. I'm ready to receive. I'm ready to receive. I'm ready. I'm ready. My heart is open. My body is open. Everything that is me is ready. In the name of Jesus, we give you the praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. I want you to go look at your neighbor, neighbor say, I want to remind you that you are still the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Come on now. Come on, come on, come on. Sister, I, I just feel I should remind you that you are still perfectly righteous. Say to them, you are, no, no, say to somebody, you are, tell them, look at them face to face. Eyeball to eyeball. I say to them, you are the righteousness of God. You are still the righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. How many of you know that every one of you are prophets in the New Testament? And then so you don't wait for pastor alone to prophesy. When you look at a man and say to that man, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. How many of you know that is the highest prophecy you can give? Because that begins, if that man catches up with that, suddenly his life starts to transform from within glory to jesus one more time let's celebrate jesus in this house this morning come on put your hands together for jesus hallelujah hallelujah help me preach to your neighbor and say neighbor please have your seat have have your seat tell somebody tell your neighbor have your seat hallelujah glory be to god in the highest amen Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. For his mercies endure forever. Amen. For his mercies endure forever. Amen. Glory be to God. Glory be to God in the highest amen glory be to god in the highest amen for his mercies endure forever amen for his mercies endure forever Amen. Glory be to God. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. For his mercies endure forever. Amen. For his mercies endure. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
everything that you know and everything that you see is in constant motion everything that you know even the earth itself is in constant motion everything you know is in constant motion everything you know is moving the earth itself you think you are at a place right but scientifically we know that the earth rotates is that true but to the ordinary man eyes you can see it you might not feel it but it's moving everything your body is in constant motion i hope you know that and what happens in life for us as people that motion either moves to life or it moves to death it's only two directions this is scientific this is physical this is spiritual you are either moving towards life or moving towards death only two directions even your physical body is either moving towards life or towards death. What I want you to understand this morning is that nothing is permanent. Whatever state you see now didn't just jump out. There are processes that has produced that state. Just hear me out. The life that you live right now did not happen this morning. It's a combination of things that has happened over time. That's what brought this state. Now, what God is helping us to understand is how he changes things from death to life. Somebody say amen. From weakness to strength. From poverty to wealth. From guilt to joy. From condemnation to a place where we are free. And everything God does for us is to move us away from death to life. How many of you agree with that this morning? He moves us to life. Let me say to you, even physically, your body is in motion. I don't need to prove that to you. Is that true? Your physical body is in motion. And uh, health experts will tell you that depending on your age, your skin regenerates itself. Between, sometimes, depending on how old you are, sometimes between 25 days to 50 days, your skin is in motion. It regenerates. Now we know that what does it use to regenerate is what you are feeding. Are you hearing me this morning? People try to use chemical to change their skins from outside. How many of you know the best way to change it is from inside? Is that true? Very good. Now chemical now in the bone. And that's what happens sometimes when you attempt to change some things from outside. It burns. It's hot for. But if we allow, if we align with the natural process, you don't, you just feed the, 
body, the skin, what it needs, it will do what it's supposed to do. You don't have to worry about it. And so now we know that the skin can be toned based on our diet, based on rest, and based on what you rub on it. But most importantly, is that I, I keep telling people, God is not mysterious. He has explained these things in everything. It's the same process. And so if you feed your body the right things, your skin, you don't have to tear your skin. You don't have to pray over your skin. <laughs> when you feed your skin the right nutrients, your, it, your body knows how to go and take it and do what it's supposed to do. God has already programmed that. Did we ask him to do that? You know why people age? It's because that number of time increases. That's why you start seeing lack skin on people's body and stuff like that. Now, I'm using this this morning. I'm talking to you on the physical this morning to help you understand a spiritual law that I have been trying to explain to everybody. That the best way to change your life is number one. First, before I say that, the greatest challenge you and I have today is not only spiritual, it's also physical. Did you know that one of the greatest challenges we have is the choice of what we eat? Is that true? Is that true? Is that a challenge, right? Yeah, it's a challenge. What we eat is a challenge. So, the ability to choose the right thing in the midst of all this confusion is challenging. Everybody knows that you need veggies. You need fruit. But when hunger comes, now indomie hungry pack man, you they look for. Quick, quick, quick. Indomie hungry pack man. <laughs> huh? Quick, quick. Add egg, add asun, add uh, crocodile meat, everything inside, you know. Yes, quick, quick, quick. Right. Yeah. You know, Listen to me carefully. These things are not, I've been telling people, revelation is not knowing too much. It's knowing the truth. And that truth is one thing. It's not knowing too much. Revelation is on learning. Because just as the choice of food is a very serious challenge, so also the choice of what you feed your spirit. This is where our challenge lies. What do you feed your spirit man? I've told you over and over in this house that your spirit is molded by words. And what a man is comes from his spirit. And his spirit is molded by words. And so it's, very big, it's a very big challenge for you to select I know that you are so wise here. You will not take food anywhere to eat because you are just hungry. Is that true? See, we even have to be more selective when it comes to the knowledge we eat. A man's life, everything is in constant motion, including your life. And the motion it goes comes from what you feed, your spirit. That's where I'm going to this morning with all these things I've said. What you feed your inner man determines whether you're moving towards life or death. But don't trust me. Just understand what I'm telling you this morning. Death doesn't necessarily mean physical dying. 
Debt is in debt in so many things. A man can be moving and that man is dead. Is that true? His heart is dead. Everything around him. And so, that's why we have to be extremely cautious, careful to select what you feed your inner man. What you absorb. You have to be able to be clear enough about these issues. Because whatever you feed your inner man constantly, that's what happens on the outside. I've said this thing over and over. This thing I explained to you now is scientific, is biological, is spiritual, is because God, God is in everything. It's the same law, the same rule everywhere. The same rule everywhere. Everything is constantly moving in motion. Now, whether you like it or not, whether you like it or not, whether you agree with what I said now or not, everything, including you, is in constant state of motion. It's energy. It's moving. Your body is moving. And so, once we understand such things, then, just like we are, when you get sense, uh, I, I, there's this uh, place, one of the favorite things I do is there's this um, um, store, roadside fruit sellers. I always stop there to buy uh, fruits. And so, last Friday, I went there, I was going, I said, I don't get small, small sense. What, what is that small, small sense? When I didn't have correct sense, all, we, all everything I shopped was inside the supermarket. Right? That's where I shopped at all times. And what did I buy? When you go to a supermarket, what do you buy? Processed foods. Right? So now I have small sense. Just small. Just small adjustment. In fact, more than 96% of my shopping is in the fruit market. It's in the fruit market. In fact, when I pass by the store, those guys ask me, oh God, did you, did you travel? <laughs> I said I did a different level of traveling. Right? Now, I'm telling you this thing because, listen, just listen very carefully. Just listen. Because religion just confused people. Every time. Hear me out, friends. Hear me out, friend. There is nothing you need to do that God has not already done. He has already set all things in motion. It is whether you align with what he has set in motion or not. They say you need to go and beg God. Beg God. Beg God, beg God, if you beg him. No, if God is reactive, he's not different from man. Does that make sense? He is God because he has taught out all things already. So what you and I are doing, faith is a matter of aligning, becoming one with what has been done. Just in the same way you could give up Indomie Hungry Park for something else. Remember, the choices is what directs where we're going to. It's what directs where we're going to. And these things are sacrosanct. You can't change it. For the fact that all things are in motion, you can't change it. That's the way God has done it. If you like, stand one place. He go to carry you, they go. <laughs> Maybe where you don't know. <laughs> eh? Everything is in constant motion. And so we have to align. For example, for example, we, we, 
spend our time struggling by our own, trying to be righteous. Anybody struggled here with that? Trying to be righteous with God. Because, but because why? Because we didn't know that righteousness has already been made uh, available. The day you start to enjoy it, was that the day that is that the day it was made available? No, it has always been there. Now we are lying with it. Simple. That is how every other thing is. Every other thing you, every other thing you are trying to become is the same thing. Prayer is our ability to align our mind with what has been done. Are you with me here this morning? Is do that is why I trust God. That is why I am proud to call myself a son of God. Because my father has taught about all things from beginning till uh, end. The Bible even says that everything you and I need for life and godliness has already been made what? Available. It's already for life and godliness. Everything has been provided, friends. Everything has been made available. I want to hit this thing inside your mind over and over. If you want your home to be the most peaceful home ever on this planet earth, God has made provision for that. God has made provision for that. So it's not like I stay here and I start to cry, Oh Jehovah, oh Jehovah, Jehovah Emmanuel. And Gabriel, and Raphael, and Michael, and Timothy, you know, please come, come, come. No, 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 no. You, you are being religious. Faith is when your eyes open, you know that your God has already made everything abundantly available. And so, life is available. But the more we align to it, in our minds, in our thoughts, in our imaginations, in our understanding, the more we eat the fruit thereof. Just like when you plant something in the field, you don't know what happens, do you? No, the only thing you want to make sure is that the thing is, you know, cared for outside. But how it grows inside is not your business. It just grows. It grows. If it's yam, pium, before you bring it out, pium, big yam. If it's banana, boom, it comes up. You don't, you don't control that. The thing that you control is the choice to plant. And then the choice to tender. And that's why the Bible will say, guide your heart with all due diligence. For out of it, flows, the older the translation, for out of your heart, it didn't say outside, for out of your heart flows the issues of life. It didn't come from outside, it comes from the heart. That's why you say guard your heart. That guard there is like security guard, soldier guard. Protect your heart with all due diligence because what comes out of your heart dictates the issues of life. The TPT explains further. He said that means the circumstance of a man's heart, the situation of a man's condition does not come because of that man's circumstances or his age, but what comes from his uh, heart. Is this making sense to anybody here this morning? And so that is why, friends, we encourage everybody. When we say, listen to the word. When we say, listen, listen to me carefully. The greatest investment you can make is this thing so. Because you are, the more you listen, for example, you come here, we tell you, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You don't know how blessed you are that your ears hear that. 
Because these are the fruit, the seed that you sow deep within your spirit. And then as it matures, then the fruit, you cannot stop the fruit. No Satan anywhere can stop the fruit. No village people can stop the fruit. Because it is a work of the spirit. How many of you know that? Right? And then just suddenly, you see yourself. Listen to me carefully. Suddenly, your choices start to change. Suddenly, the things you desire start to change. Suddenly, you realize that there are things that bothered you before that don't make any sense now. Right? That's what happens. All of a sudden. Right? If all you ever thought in your life, you know some people, eh? some people, it doesn't matter what you say. Poverty has eaten them so much up that every calculation they make is poverty. Have you seen people like that? It doesn't matter what you say. If you tell him you can sell this thing and make money, he will tell you, what about the day that nobody bought it? So, when they plan their life, okay, quick. How many of you know here that financially, most times, when we plan, we plan from lack. How many of you know that? How many of you know that? We plan from lack, not from abundance. Because that's how the natural man trains you. You know, uh, the rainy day, you know, the rainy day. Yeah. Say, do this, you know, do, do, this, do it like this, do it like that, do it like that. No, no, I don't have nothing wrong, I'm wrong about saving. Saving is good. I'm just telling you what is driving you. Hmm? What is driving you? But we ought to be changed to think from the realm of abundance. Somebody say it very loud, amen. Is this making sense to you this morning, somebody? Are you sure? Listen to me carefully. We, these are the things that are so powerful that the forces of darkness don't want people to hear. They don't mind you being religious. They don't mind you being religious. In fact, the more religious you are, the better. Because you will spend your time crying piously, sanctimoniously, crying to be righteous when righteousness has been made available. You spend your time packaging yourself, killing yourself to become righteous. In fact, they can even encourage you. As long as you don't realize that what you are looking for, God has already made there available. Sir, listen to me very carefully. If there's any problem man has, that the death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Let me stop and repeat. If there's any problem man has, that the death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and coming down of the Holy Ghost does not solve, nothing else can solve that problem. If there's any dream you have that is outside of this code, if there's any problem anywhere in the world that the death of Jesus on the cross, his barrier did not resolve, then nothing else can resolve it. For God coming to earth as a man dying is the greatest event 
that has ever happened and will ever happen. So, in order to deny you the benefit of it, what we do, what they do is to deny what has happened or to postpone it in the future. Put it in the future. They say, heaven. Say, don't worry here. It's okay. It's okay. You can die in poverty here. There is heaven where they have paved the, good, the street with good. Don't worry, you go there. Heaven at last. Street paved with good. That's why today when we tell them, it's a lie, oh, there's no street in heaven no, that is paved with good. They reverse. But I'm not the one who said it. It's the scriptures. There is no street in heaven that is paved with good. As I have explained to you here, Revelation 21 is the same thing as Isaiah 35. I think Isaiah 35 or 37. Revelation 21 is the same thing as Isaiah 35. When you go home, go and confirm. Go and read. I think it's 35, Isaiah 35. What Isaiah saw in words, John saw in images. Are you with me? Isaiah the prophet saw it in words. He proclaimed it in words. It was given to him in words. But what as and these two people lived more than 700 years apart at least. Right? But they are saying exactly the same thing. Only that Isaiah put it in words. John put it in images because he saw it as vision. So what John saw as street of gold, Isaiah says is a highway of holiness. Highway of holiness. And it makes sense because when you read both of them, it tells you that nothing impure will be in that place. You see? Highway of holiness. Where are we supposed to leave it? Here or in the sky? Huh? And if you read two of them, it talks about that their tears are wiped away. May that be your reality in the name of Jesus. Anywhere you have shed tears before. Anywhere that you have shed tears. Whatever has caused you tears. In the name of Jesus. In this hour. We decree and declare it has come to an end. In the name of Jesus. Every tear is replaced with joy. Thank you precious father. They say no. Here. Poverty is good. But heaven, don't worry. There's plenty of good. Come on, look up here. Let's even make common sense. Let's make common sense. Did you know that if you ever agree that good is precious in heaven, what that proves is that there is scarcity in heaven. How many of you know that? There's scarcity in heaven. Because what makes good precious here is because it is scarce. If it is not scarce, it will worth nothing. If we go and dig out now, find out that the whole Abuja is filled with gold. You know what they will do? Those gold merchants will come and buy the whole place so that they can control the supply. Because once you... <laughs> if it becomes like sand, it has no value. So if you tell me that gold is valuable in heaven, you don't have sense. Because you are saying that there is scarcity in the heaven. 
No, these things are metaphors. When you hear gold, gold talks about purity. It talks about the nature of God, the holiness of God. So the idea is that when John says gold, you will know he's talking about purity. You will know he's talking about something that is precious because in your own human understanding, gold is precious. I'm saying these things to let you know that that thing you are desiring for up, you can manifest it here. Are you with me so far? That thing you are desiring for up can be your reality here. And that's why I say to you this morning, when you start to feed with such thoughts, when you start to feed with such thoughts, instead of you postponing, postponing the reality of manifestation, when you get to heaven, suddenly you know that it is possible that here all my tears are wiped away. And so I, I think of myself with joy. I'm happy and joy at all times. If I feed myself with that, it becomes my reality. Don't forget, I started this morning by telling you that everything is in constant uh, motion. Towards two directions. Electricity will tell you negative or positive direction. Same thing. Spiritual energy. The same thing. You are either going towards light or you are going towards darkness. You are either going towards truth or you are going towards lies. But blessed be the name of the Lord. He has brought you and I to truth. Somebody say louder. Amen. amen. And that truth, Jesus said, you will know it. And then he sets you free. Cuts you free from the limitations that has been placed in our minds. From the things that has looked impossible. And I begin to see the, 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 the pictures of heaven. The reality of heaven that Isaiah painted. That brother John painted. I start to see that God, the Bible says, that God dwelling with men. God with them is their God. That instead of me hoping towards one mansion that God is building in heaven, I know that I am the house that God has built. You see? Then that which you think is tomorrow starts to become your reality now. I know, I know that God is not using cement and mortar tiles to build some house for me in heaven. There is only one house that God has built. Only one house. And that house is man. The only house God ever built is man. The only house God ever built for himself to live is man. That's the only house. Friend, what I'm telling you is I'm, I'm showing you scriptures. It's because of time. I will read from line to line. If you find anything contradictory from what you are hearing, please come and tell me. The only house God built by himself is man. And the Bible, prophets after prophet, Ezekiel, Isaiah, all of them start talking about that God's place is to dwell in man. With man and in man. And so that mansion is not up in the sky. It's in the next brother that you're looking at. Somebody say amen. amen. Look at your name and say you are the mansion of God. Come on, tell them. Say you are the mansion of God. That's where God lives. 
Can you imagine? For example, let me give you this example. Somebody comes and says, I was praying. I was praying. I had to pray 72 hours before my prayer could go through the sky. Hmm? That means because the man is thinking that God is sitting someplace in the sky. And then your prayer has to travel through the clouds. And then that distance is too high, man. <laughs> he used to tell us, if your shout can shake heaven. Listen, friends. Listen, listen. I'm not trying to say something is wrong or right. But we have to grow because everything is in constant uh, motion. You have to grow from that level to the level of reality. You have to grow from that God in the sky to the God that is in you. You have to grow from thinking that Jesus is a man to start to think that as he is, so I am. Friends, this is what you need to feed your spirit man with at all times. That's, that's what you need to feed you. I've been, tell, I've been trying to tell people, right? You are here, everybody listening to me. You, we all want to make our lives better. But we can either do it God's way or we continue to do it man's way. And please don't try to mix it. Because if you follow man's way, at least frustration will make you to start to rethink. Let's do it God's way. And that is to focus. I was telling them here, I think last Thursday, I said, sir, ma, don't try to fix your marriage. Don't try to fix what? Your marriage. Submit yourself. Let the Holy Ghost fix you. If you're fixed, your marriage will be fixed. Simple. Marriage is neither good nor bad. It's neutral. What makes it good or bad? Eh? Is that the people inside of it? A home can be heaven or hell. A man and his wife can live here and be breaking their head. They move out. Another couple moving. The place turns to heaven. Is that true? In fact, if there are demons hanging in the wall, as you are coming to pay the house rent, they will pack and follow the former people who were there. No. Because they can't operate where you are. Yeah. No, they can't operate. They will tell their neighbors, uncle, rent, <laughs> rent has expired here. Let's move on. <laughs> this boy, he said, Maraba. <laughs> no, no, but that's true. That's true. Don't try, don't do so much. To try to make things happen. Hey, mm -mm. No sir. I'm trying to calm you down. If you submit yourself to light. These things will happen. Whether it is in your business. Whether it is in every aspect of your life. Suddenly like I said. You just find that you are taking the right decisions. Suddenly you just have the right words to say. When you wake up in the morning. And plan your calendar. When you go back at the end of the day. You find out that things just fall in place. Somehow, somehow. It wasn't because you calculated everything perfectly. Suddenly, you just end up in the right meetings. That's what it's supposed to be, friends. And no man, no man has the mental capacity to do those things. You're always limited by what your eyes can see. 
I'm introducing you to the supernatural life that you and I are supposed to live. Somebody say amen. This, let me hear you say, this is heavenly. Come on. There are no limit. Where there are no limitations, friends. If you notice, I'm not teaching today. I'm just going over a lot of things I've said before. This is heavenly. This is heavenly. When it comes to your children, when you look at them, just hear me here. When you look at them, you're not looking at them with the eyes of man. You're not looking at them with the eyes of your ancestors. Mm -mm. You're not looking at them. No, you are looking at them with the eyes of God. And so when you speak to them, you are speaking to them is a manifestation of God's glory upon them. When you direct them, a lot of people, most of the things we do is out of fear. If you don't do this one, this one will happen. If you don't do like this, this one will happen. If you don't do your children like this, this one will happen. If you do them like this, this one will happen. And then you are running around all over the place. No, look at your neighbor and say, be at peace. Come on, tell somebody, be at peace. No, prophesy to them. I said, prophesy to them. Be at peace, be at peace, be at peace. In the place of peace, don't forget, there's the Holy Ghost that knows all things. They came, we all came from him. He's got the plan for our lives. That's why I said, listen, for us to live in this heaven reality, our heart has to open up to something higher. Right? Remember, everything is in constant uh, motion. We've got to move. We can never move back. God forbid. No, we keep advancing. One level of glory to another. And the Bible says, and this glorious transfiguration is of the Lord who is the spirit. Don't forget what it is. Glorious transfiguration. Transfiguration is a big word for transform. Transform is a big word to change something from one level to another or to change something from another, one nature to another. From the nature of the first Adam to the nature of the last Adam. Who is who? Christ. From the nature of man to the nature of uh, God. From the level of natural to begin to live in the realm of the supernatural. And this is our, listen, this is our lot, everybody. It's religion that told you supernatural is for pastor. It's the life of every believer. Supernatural is the food of every believer. Supernatural is the experience of every believer. First of all, we are born again by the Spirit. And so, when I wake up, instead of thinking about where I'm coming from, the, the mistakes, the bad uh, choices or whatever, or who my father is or who is not, when I wake up, I look at myself. I call myself, I'm a child of the Holy Ghost. That's how I pray. I'm trying to show you. I'm a child of the Holy Ghost. And once I say that, I realize that whatever is born of the Spirit is Spirit. The new translation says it's supernatural. I'm a child of the Holy Ghost born of water and of Spirit. And that defeats every circumstance where I'm coming from. I'm a child. And it's not only me. It's how many people? Huh? Where, where you come from? Where did you come from? Who born you? Nobody God born you. Yeah, yeah, it's everybody. You see? And then suddenly, see, eh? it's difficult for people to get to where they have not seen. 
Hmm? That's why I said, once you realize that everything is in constant motion, then you start to look at what you're, face, what you're facing, what you're looking at. What are you looking at? And what you're looking at is not actually looking far. It's looking where? In word. So when I say, I am a child of the Holy Ghost, joy comes to my heart. Hallelujah. Instantly, I'm a child of the Holy Ghost. I, was, I am born of the Spirit. My first birth, now my papa and mama born me, but this one, now Holy Ghost born me. Simple. You start to realize that things happen as your identity continues to change. And then this is, everybody here can do the same thing. You can do the same thing. It doesn't cost anything. I've never asked you. No demand, nothing. No. No demand. Because God has made this sense freely. It's the mercy of God. It's the glory of God. It's the power of God. That means, that means there's nothing that you want to do that is impossible. With man, how many things are impossible? Many things are impossible with man. But with God, all things are? With God, all things are possible. And, and so when you come, that's why we say to people, come to church. We say to people, listen to the messages. When you are not able to come, listen. Because what you are doing, just like your body, you are supplying your spirit, the correct what? Nutrients. And when your spirit is filled of it, it will manifest. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It will manifest. You don't need to beg God. You don't need to go anywhere. In fact, the reason men are not able to experience God the way we ought to is because of what we've been told. How many of you know that? Mm -hmm. I was in a minister's meeting and a pastor was giving a testimony of how some things were happening in his church and then he said he fasted for three days. Then at the end of the three days, God told him what to do and he did that thing and the matter was solved. Perfect testimony and it's good. And we celebrated, but listen carefully. Once he said that, just listen carefully. Once he said that, the whole teaching started to go towards fasting immediately. You know, fasting this, fasting that, fasting this. Every, the whole meeting, and these are pastors. Pastors in UK, Canada, US, Nigeria. Everybody now started talking, you know, you know, when you fast like this, you do like this, you fast like this, you do like this. I said to them, I said to the man, excuse me, sir, can I ask you a question? The man said yes. I said, sir. And through, I celebrate the testimony. It's amazing, right? But I asked him, I said, sir, that thing God said to you after you have fasted for three days, if he said it to you, when you were eating, would you have believed it? You see the problem? <laughs> if God said that same thing to you, you were eating Amala. Bam, bam. Because there's no God that is waiting to speak to you only when you are fasted. Fasting may help you because you've already conditioned your mind that you will not hear unless you fast. Now, now, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong about fasting. When I asked him the question, I said, if you are eating and God spoke the same thing to you, would you take it serious? The answer is no. Because you don't believe that God can speak to you when you are eating. It was when I said that. And then suddenly, 
there was quietness in the whole meeting. Then I started to say, yeah, it's true. You know, you know human beings, they can, they, they can just go like, they say, say, yeah, it's true. So people started giving testimony of when God spoke to them ordinarily. But don't forget, the whole meeting was not going towards like, if you don't fast, God will not speak to you. No, no, sir. No, sir. No, sir. Hear me out. God is speaking more than we are able to listen. He's our father. What we are trying to see is how we can detox all the things that is making us not to hear him. Because many of them existed in our mind. Let me give you another example. There was a time we were taught that if you did something wrong, you lost your fellowship with God. Is that true? Were you taught that before? You lost your fellowship with God and so now you have to come back now and try to repent enough cry enough, do some good, good things enough to regain your fellowship. That means when you did that and God left, your fellowship was disconnected. And when you do all these good things now, God is happy, he will come back. That would be a terrible relationship. <laughs> because for some people, eh, the Holy Ghost will fly out and in 200 times a day. <laughs> and let me tell you, let me tell you, number one, you felt you lost fellowship when you did the things you considered to be sin. Is that true? There were other things you did that other believers call sin. Hmm? But you don't call it sin. Right? And you didn't lose fellowship. <laughs> you didn't lose fellowship. But to their, in fact, as they look at you, they are calling you a sinner. But you didn't lose fellowship because you never believed. How many of you wear perfumes here? How many of you wear perfumes? Uh -huh. For some people, it is mommy water. Uh, it is water they used to bath mommy water that you are spraying. So if you spray it, bam, the Holy Ghost leaves. <laughs> so to them, you know, but to you, after spraying it, you start after spraying the same perfume that is supposed to make him leave. Why? Because you did not consider that to be sin. In actuality, did we lose fellowship? Yes. But why did we lose fellowship? Was it because God left? And no, God knew they leave. We lost fellowship in our minds because we've been taught eh? so that's how we lost fellowship so in your mind now after you have done all the semantics your mind is done your mind come down that's where you now accept that fellowship has been restored did God speak from heaven to tell you my son my son now we are good together did you hear that everything started and ended in your mind because of how you've been taught no, there's no broken fellowship. There's no broken fellowship. I say there's no broken fellowship. No, there's none. For he will never leave us. Neither will he forsake us. And this is why, friends, look up here. That's why God, God's ultimate plan has always been to indwell man. So that he doesn't have to be a guest that comes and goes. Question. God who plans to indwell you. Did you know that once in a while you make a mistake? 
Did you, did you know that? Look at your neighbor and say, calm down, calm down. Touch your neighbor and say, calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down. See, oh God, don't let them, de- de- ah, I, listen, I cannot completely describe what my eyes have seen. And so what I'm trying to do by the Spirit of God is to cut you loose, remove the limitations so that you can fly, so that you can sow, so that you can do what you think is impossible. You think you've made money before. More is coming. Somebody say amen. amen. And this time around, you will see that this is the hand of God. You will see it's the hand of God. You will see it. No, see, nobody needs to convince you. All you have to do is, see, here, let, open up, let it go. Open up, let it go. Don't think that any amount of money is too much. Hmm? Don't think, don't let them confuse you. Don't let them confuse you. Don't let the religion is terrible. When I say terrible, it's terrible. It cages you, it reduces you to nothing, right? And all your life you keep struggling, making you to feel that good is not bad. I say this all the time. Remember, it's only a poor man that thinks that the only use for money is to buy things. When a man thinks like that, he's poor, even if he has money. Because that's the only thing he's, he's thinking consumption. Like Nigerian economy, consumption. But now we're moving to production. Somebody say amen. <laughs> he's thinking consumption, consumption. No, no. He's a poor man that thinks like that. When your eyes open, you will see the value of money. It has a place. You see, the, you see what it was meant to do. And that's where you position your heart. For that's what you position in your heart for. That's what you align your heart with. You got to see it. Go home, think. Let the spirit of God direct you. Listen to me carefully. There's no situation that you are in now that cannot get 1,000 times better. I tell you that. That cannot get 1,000 times better. It's all about what is within us. And so, what do you feed yourself? That's the question. Now, to round off this morning, let me tell you the answer to all of this. Remember I've been telling you, friends, that you have to have your own foundation. Did I say that? Church, did I tell you that? Church, did I tell you that? You have to have your own what? Foundation. This foundation is where you stand. Bam. Anything that does not fall into that foundation is not for you. I stand today. I know I'm a child of the Holy Ghost. That's where I stand. I'm a child of the Holy Ghost. If Holy Ghost born me, that means I am pure and perfect. I may not be in your eyes because your eyes have been blinded by religion. But I am going by the one. So you have to have your own foundation where you stand. I have preached this over and over and I want to repeat that this morning. You have to have a solid foundation in Christ and that foundation must be based on what Christ has done. That's where that foundation is based. That's where you are standing. Okay? That's where your life is standing. A foundation that God has built. That's where you are standing. I am a child of the Holy Ghost. I am the living expression of God. That is who I am. 
I am the living expression of God. Oh, beloved, imagine if this is for the past 10, 10, 20, 10 years. This is what we've been telling every believer every Sunday. Imagine if that's what we've been telling them. You are the living expression of God. You are the not that we tell them today, God loves you. Tomorrow, Amadeon is your problem. You are the living, I am the living expression of God. I am here, listen to me. When you hear the glory of God, I am that glory because I'm a manifestation of God's glory. Okay? Hey, you are eating. You are eating life. And remember, as you eat this, your motion is going from life, life, abundance. Your motion is from one level of glory to another. Because the life in you keeps giving birth to life. Suddenly, no darkness at all in your heart. Suddenly, no darkness in your heart. And that's why the Bible says this transfiguration is, this glorious transfiguration is by the Lord, is of the Lord, who is the Spirit, he says. It's not behavior modification. It's not, I was, I was in a meeting yesterday and I was just, I was telling, say, this is why, when they invite me sometimes now, I don't want to attend. Not because, because, because I don't want to, well, this meeting is different because everybody gets to hear your opinion. Even if the con convener says something that's wrong, you can lift up your hand and say, uncle, this one is wrong. Yeah, so I participate. You know, and, and I, I just like, look, 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 look. Just understand what I'm saying. There are things in the Bible that are subjective. That means there are things that happened as per that situation demanded. You cannot go and take that thing now and now make it the rule. And that's what they're doing. They say it's in the Bible, it's in the Bible. I didn't say it's not in the Bible, but to read the context why that thing happened. And like I was explaining to them yesterday, if we go by the Spirit, you will know what to do by time. You know what to do by time. You will know that. And look at the life of Jesus. Same thing. No pattern, nothing. You know, he just manifested as was needed. And that's how my life ought to be. That's how your life ought to be. Look at somebody that say, you're a miracle. Come on, tell them. Say, you're a miracle. One more time, tell them you're a miracle. Preach to them. Touch them. Touch them. I say, you, I say to you, you are a miracle. You are a miracle. You're a miracle. Let me tell you what's going to happen, friends. And here I round off. If you open up your heart, right? You know what God will do? There are things that people are crying to God for. Hmm? They, have, they are crying to God. They are praying. And suddenly, God makes you answer to their prayers. You know, this is something that is specific in my heart. And I say this to you by the Spirit. Suddenly, they are there are many people, oh, the suffering is too much. And for some of those people, they need tangible answer. Are you with me? They need tangible solution. And then, the more you open up your heart to walk in this level, the more God is making you answer to their prayers. So look up here. So I'm not trying to pray to be valuable. For what? 
if you hold people's answer, you will be valuable. Lift up your hands. Say, I'm ready. Just lift up your hands and say, I'm ready. Say, I'm, say, Holy Spirit, come on, come on, come on. Stand to your feet, everyone. Stand to your feet and say, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Just lift up your hands all over this place. Say, Father, I'm ready. Holy Spirit, I'm ready. Pray that prayer one more time. I'm ready. I, live, I, 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 I lose my spirit. I lose my spirit. I'm ready. I'm ready. Lord, you fill me with these answers, the solutions, these miracles. I am, Lord, just, just pray. Just pray alongside what you heard.